0: a shots. Okay, we're live. I love that we were live and the first thing I said was boob shots. Right? (laughs) Anyone that follows me knows by now that there's like a a child attached to my breast at some point in the the thing anyway. So welcome everybody to TCA Live. This is the live weekly call-in show for the Confidence Academy podcast. And I am joined by the beautiful Stephanie Corridon, who was my guest this week. And we are going to do a live Q&A all around anxiety, how you can manage it, things that you can do to feel better in the moment. Um, and I think we'll dig into a little bit of mindset training as well. Because of course. Why wouldn't we? You know, <laughs> we in hand and we love to talk about that stuff.
1: Why not? So,
0: <laughs> Stephanie, welcome. And why don't we start? Why don't you let everybody know exactly who you are and what you do?
1: Sure, sure. Thanks again for having me, Lily. My name is Stephanie, and I am the owner and executive coach at Luxurious Experience Academy. Um, I am a mindset coach. I focus on anxiety management, stress management, and emotional leadership. Um, And that's basically what I do, help people manage their anxiety and stress and shift their mindset.
0: Yeah, such important work. And I can see we've got viewers joining us. I've got some viewers over on Instagram as well. I was just saying that Instagram have got a bonus boob shot. So if you're watching <laughs> on YouTube or Facebook, I think the boob is just power shot. So if you want to get boobies, <laughs> go over to Instagram.
1: Instagram, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh goodness. So for everybody watching, we are streaming through something called StreamYard. So if you comment, I'll see your comments, but I, mo- I won't see your name unless you've actually signed up to StreamYard. So you don't have to sign up to stream but just know if i don't use your name then that's why i'm not trying to be an idiot <laughs> <I'm just laughs> be. you can always type your name in the comment if you want to do that and then i'll know that it's you so if you have any questions about anxiety management how you can get your mind right if there's anything you're struggling with right now we need to know uh, let's know in the comment box same over here on instagram hi everybody watching over there same for you guys so instagram you're not on Streamyard, so i can see your names so just mm-hmm. use the chat box below and i will i will let stephanie know if any questions come in so mm-hmm. i want to kick it off by first of all letting you know that we did a full interview on the podcast so do go and download that make sure that you're subscribed to the academy podcast then you won't miss anything uh this episode is probably going to be going live tomorrow as well so there'll be an audio version so to kick us off, I thought I would ask a question that was asked of me earlier this week. And it's all around, um, it's all around like the pandemic, right, and uh-huh. what people are having to deal with right now.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the comment, without going into specifics, the comment was basically saying that there's already be like they'd already had enough of feeling afraid and feeling Uh anxious for a year or whatever it's been Uh and now they're dealing with another layer of that because now somebody personal to them has actually contracted covid and so now the anxiety is closer to home right it's not just something that's happened somewhere else in the world now Uh it's affecting their immediate friends or family Uh um so what would your what would your advice be to that person or to anybody else that is suffering from fear and anxiety because of the pandemic.
1: Sure. And that's, um, and you saw me shaking my head there because that's something that a lot of people have been dealing with as they go through, um, as the year has gone by and this month as more and more people are catching the COVID, even I've had to um, go through that and it's just a whole different feeling when it's somebody close to you. like it's one thing when you hear it happening but when it's actually happening within your your circle it becomes real Mm. so there's a whole other layer of the fear that not only what you know what's going on what's going to happen to that person because you don't know until you know the person heals what exactly this um, virus is going to do to them and then also the fear of just it becoming reality because hey now I really know somebody that this has happened to. And what I have to say about that is um, basically sit still, deep breaths to start with, but also to recognize that Everybody's different, and to get your facts, you know, sometimes when you have your facts straight, when you speak to a, um, a a PCP, a medical doctor, somebody that can tell you what's going on with that specific person, or if it's yourself, what's going on with yourself, that can ease your anxiety because when you're hearing the horror stories, it, but you don't know what their underlying issue was, you don't know what happened, or what caused them to get to the point of where the sickness became really you know serious for them then that scares you even more so getting facts is very important and i'm not just talking about just googling because google can make you go through down an even bigger rabbit hole so my suggestion is to find out really what it is that pertains to that specific person within the events that are going on That will help you ease the anxiety and tension that you're having. And if you cannot really speak to the person's specific issues, then, you know, understand that each person is different and things are going to come out differently for everybody. And not to minimize what's going on in your circle, but just to see it as just because X, Y, Z, this happened to them, It doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen here. It's not my reality, you know? So just having a, I don't want to use the word calm head because it's hard to be calm when you're going through things like that. But just having a sense of let's base this on our facts as opposed to what we're listening to is one way to ease the anxiety.
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. And I think I, what I would add to that, in fact, I was going to say, and then you've uh-huh. kind of covered it already, but, uh-huh. you know, that you're obviously going to be feeling anxious. I think it's important to recognise that this isn't necessarily something that you can fix, right? Uh-huh. It's, not some, uh-huh. it's not something you can do that's going to make you not be worried or not uh-huh. be anxious. Um, uh-huh. So there's that to say, because I th- that might sound like something strange to say, but actually... Sometimes the pressure of having to feel better feels like anxiety. Makes it worse.
1: worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. you
0: know, allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling like. It's Mm -hmm. okay to feel anxious about that person. It's natural to worry. But Mm -hmm. on top of that, I think it's, you know, just to underline what Stephanie said, it's important to differentiate between what you know to be true and everything you're being fed in the media and in the papers and you know mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a lot of that is amplified like i'll use cancer as an example Cancers mm-hmm. is a terrible terrible disease and lots of people are suffering with that but lots mm-hmm. of people overcome it as well but mm-hmm. you don't see those stories in the media all you see in mm-hmm. the media are the terrible terrible stories so and i think yeah
1: and much- to go even further as to what you're saying with that particular disease um, if you look at movies or anything like that, you see chemo as like people going through the worst. And it is bad. It is very bad. Yeah. But if you see it live, like if somebody in your circle, God forbid, were to have it, it's completely different than what you're watching yeah. on TV. Yeah, totally. You,
0: know? you get, you get, um, <sighs> it's almost swings and roundabouts. There's a lot that mm-hmm. is portrayed, like you say. Mm-hmm. In films and so to the person that was struggling with that. And it's not going to be a person, is it? There's going to be multiple people that- It's it's been, a lot of people lately. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think there as well, I know personally some people that have got it right now. And in some cases, their young children have it too. I think mm-hmm. it's important to remember that the experts are saying that the young children, for the most part, they're going to come through it. And again, the media like to pick up the stories where that hasn't been the case. Mm -hmm. it's easy then to get into a mindset of oh my god that means that everybody's doomed and it's not exactly it's like like anything else there's balance right and there's gonna be there's balance there will always unfortunately be a small percentage who don't fit into the box you know that don't don't have the experience that most people are having and at the end of the day You we don't know what our experience is going to be. You don't know if you're going to be one of those people in the box or not. But mm-hmm. definitely, I I mean, I don't know if you agree, but to me, anxiety can be such a like a vibration lowerer. But then it mm-hmm. makes you more susceptible to come down to certain to
1: things. Yeah, yep. just, yes, definitely, happens. because it suppresses your immune system.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. so I I think it's important to you know pay attention to what you're what you're feeling yourself with like when you wake up in the morning do you immediately switch on the news do you do you wake up to an alarm that plays the news in on your radio mm-hmm. are you immediately reading the headlines on your phone are you immediately getting on a text message with your friends going oh my god like what's the latest thing mm-hmm. at the end of the day this is a pandemic that we are not in control of exactly there's a lot that we cannot control but there is a lot we can control and this swerves us beautifully into Mm -hmm. the mindset piece right so you're a mindset coach so (laughs) how do we cultivate that that mindset because I'll be honest you know there have been moments where I felt I would say a bit rattled by what's going on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've definitely had moments of oh my god what if and then kind of you start to spiral down into,
1: into that rabbit hole,
0: pressing places. Of but course. I've, I've learned a lot of mindset tricks, which just mm-hmm. they don't take me out of that feeling, but they allow mm-hmm. me to balance it. So I know this is your area of expertise, so I would love you to share if you've got any like any quick tips that people can mm-hmm. do to instantly shift their mindset, if, or if they're feeling in a panic right now, what are uh, just a few things that they could try that they may not have heard of?
1: Sure, sure. So the first thing I want to say is, like you said, with um, COVID, um, you can easily get into panic mode. You can easily get into that mindset because you're trying to control it. And it's one of those things that you can't control, as you have mentioned, Lily. And um, one thing before I jump into the tips that I like to tell people is that we have to um, be vigilant in thinking when we can, we can control something and when we can't. And when we can't control it, um, even as hard as it may be, because it is very hard, it's not something that's easy. It may be a simple thing to say, but it's not easy um, to accept things that we can't control. So for example, the pandemic is one of those things that at one point we have to just accept that it's here yeah. and it hasn't gone away yet. It will yeah. maybe eventually work its way because based on history, we know that eventually the pandemic will, you know, level out and it'll work out. But in the moment, this is where we are and we just need to accept it. And like I said, that's easier said than done. But one of the tips that I have um, for, you know, when you're spiraling is to first, like I always say, be aware of your thoughts so understand, so that you understand when that spiral starts. But one thing that I learned, a while, a long time ago, and it really, really helps, is the um, five second rule. And that five second rule is just basically when you realize that you're going into that spiral stop and count from five to one backwards, five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. And what happens is it takes you back from that negative dots and it brings you back to your frontal cortex. And then you can at that point change your thoughts, you know, think some something else or pivot, whatever you want to call that. And that 5-second rule has helped me a whole lot when I feel myself going down that rabbit hole. So that's one that's one way of um bringing yourself back to reality <laughs> because yeah. most of the things that we're thinking and scaring ourselves with is not reality. So
0: Right. I love that because I, uh-huh. you know, the work I do, you know, I'm a, uh-huh. a spiritual purpose coach, I'm a confidence uh-huh. coach. So I'm all about the mindset and I talk about pivoting thoughts a lot. Uh-huh. And yet, when I had a, let's call it a mental health tank last year, <laughs> I found that a lot of my techniques actually uh-huh. didn't work in that moment. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in the right place, so it's interesting. Like, this is the thing, right? I teach from experience, I don't mm-hmm. have the benefit of your experience where you've actually learned about the brain and you're mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. about cortexes and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That's so, I find that so comforting because that's mm-hmm. science, right? That's not mm-hmm. manby, panby, oh, no. let's all. No like you know like no. fire and sing
1: kumbaya right <laughs> right no that is no
0: back. it's like yeah in that moment you're not in that part of your brain and that's why that's
1: exactly why you're going down that rabbit hole because you're in right. the wrong part of your brain at that moment yeah
0: and why and why reciting affirmations or things might just feel like bullshit in that moment you know and yep so i love that that five second rule count back that's how. Mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. love it
1: um and i just and one more thing with that is, um, if you're not like you don't want to feel wonky or anything, you can just stop and just stop yourself. you know, just be quiet for a little while and then yeah. take a deep breath and come back to yourself,
0: yeah, yeah mm-hmm. there's um there's also, you know, um, and I'm sure you've you've given similar advice. there is mm-hmm. also very tangible things you can do to bring yourself back into that moment because anxiety is mm-hmm. typically, worry about something that is to come Mm -hmm. Um, and although you might argue that well no covid isn't to come covid's here it is here but the thing you're worrying about maybe hasn't materialized yet you're you're seeing a small snippet like this person has covid and your brain is sucking you into all the horror stories that you've heard in the Mm -hmm. media all of the bad things that have happened like the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. and actually i think just to move it away from covid for a second that's actually how it works, no matter what you're anxious about, right? So yep, whether it's yep. COVID or anything else, it's that worst case scenario. So it's important, you know, it might just help to know that in an anxious moment, you are probably looking at the worst case scenario. And so whether it helps in the moment or not, I think it's important to acknowledge that this is worst case scenario. The chances are the outcome won't be as terrible as I think it's going to be. Um, yep. and sometimes that can just shift like what you're looking to do is just shift yourself from that panic place because once you mm-hmm. get in there mm-hmm. it's very difficult to be rational right mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it can feel very difficult to come back to come to, back to the world right you feel mm-hmm. very lost um was there anything else you were going to say because i cut yeah
1: <laughs> no i was going to mention and that's why usually i start by telling people you have to set your awareness. You have to start paying attention. Because a lot of times, by the time somebody realizes that they're, you know, going down that rabbit hole, they're already too far down to bring themselves back up. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the, the deeper you go into anxiety, the harder it is to come back out. The deeper you start worrying about, you know, that worst case scenario, the harder it is for you. Because especially, let's say, uh, you know, something... A little graphic, but that's any anybody can relate with, is a car accident, right? Um, somebody had a car accident and they're airlifted to the to the hospital. So you start freaking out because this is your loved one and you don't know what's going to happen. Well, if you're not able to bring yourself back, like Lily said, to that place where, well, the worst case scenario is death but we're not there yet, if you're not able to do that in a timely manner, then guess what? By the time you get to the hospital, you're a mess. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing anybody can tell you until you actually see that person and they're not dead. There's nothing anybody can tell you that's gonna console you or make you see it differently because you've already, by the time you drove to that hospital, you've already seen The whole thing, right? Up until their funeral and everything. Yeah. So the deeper you go into that rabbit hole, the worse, the harder it is for you to get out. So I always preach that, you know, paying attention to your mind when you're a worrier, because as soon as you see it, as soon as you, it's triggered, if you're able to see it right then and there and bring it back full circle, it's easier to get out of it.
0: Yeah. I think that's a, a really important point again, and you're so right. I think, uh, you know, and as, as someone with anxiety, I know that my brain is prone to catastrophize things all the time.
1: Like, at, like <laughs> same here. Yeah,
0: right? and, like to my point, I mean, like o- the obvious things, like if somebody like, and this is when I'm at a low ebb, right? This isn't all the mm-hmm. time, but I find that mine kind of does this. Uh-huh. so when I'm at a low ebb it could be something like I send a text message to somebody and they either don't reply or they reply and they don't put a kiss or they or they <laughs> don't like use a word that I thought they would use or whatever uh-huh. and then in my mind before anything else has happened I've had a full-blown argument with that person in my head I've heard them attack me for what I said I've, I've built my case <laughs> that I'm then presenting to them and in my brain, it's gone that way. Now that's one example, but like the worst example was when I was at my worst, and I would say this was when my anxiety was unchecked, when I didn't mm-hmm. even know that it was anxiety I was dealing mm-hmm. with. I would I would have things like, I used to teach in an upstairs studio in town, mm-hmm. and it was on a quite a busy road in town, right? So you, mm-hmm. there'd always be buses and things going up and down. Mm-hmm. At my worst point, I would be teaching a lesson and at the corner of my eye, I would see a bus go past and I would notice there were some people walking along. And in my brain, the bus goes off the road, veers into the people, everybody's dead, everyone's screaming. Like, And that is that was what my anxiety was.
1: Constant.
0: Uh-huh. I was constantly. And so even though I learned a lot of mindset hacks, uh-huh. it was constant energy where I was having to constantly remind Bring yourself. yourself
1: like mm-hmm.
0: the bus hasn't gone off the road <laughs> like you know mm-hmm. it could mm-hmm. happen it hasn't happened let's be thankful for that mm-hmm. um, so for anybody watching this now or on the replay who maybe is dealing with that level of anxiety is there anything that you can suggest in terms of how to reduce that happening because i'll admit so- I still get that even now, like, you know, usually mm-hmm. it usually happens at night when I'm not really when I don't have my wits about me and I it mm-hmm. kind of goes in check. So yeah, I'd love to hear your your view on that as well.
1: So I have two things on that. The first one is if you're in a position to get help, please do, you know? Get because talking about it and digging into it and finding the roots of what's causing you to be such a warrior is important and it's very helpful. So that's my first um, thing there, and secondly, if like you, you you're able to manage pretty well, and it just happens, you know, sometimes when you don't have your wits about you, um, I would say for a person like that, um, first of all, deep breaths, <laughs> like I always say, but um, more importantly, um, that part of your anxiety, I hate to say, is one of the hardest parts to get rid of mm. only because you know what's going on, but it's it's that part where you can't quite fit it in a box. It's it's just that little part that runs ragged. So the the most important thing there is to quickly bring yourself back from it. So I can't say that you can stop it, but you can quickly bring yourself back from it and i think yeah. in a in a position of that in a in that sense i should say my countdown again would be a really good thing for you to do
0: yeah i think mm-hmm. i would say that's where i'm at with it now i mm-hmm. think i haven't found a way to stop that from always happening mm-hmm. it's not happening every day like at the worst point it was every day and multiple times a day like literally anything i could see I could, catastrophize. Mm-hmm. I could catastrophize literally anything it became a bit of a skill you know mm-hmm. um a useless skill i would say now it's every now and then um where i'll do it and i can i can absolutely recognize it as separation from truth as separation mm-hmm. from what i would choose and mm-hmm. a separation from what's really happening you know um and that's so the beauty say, yeah and mm-hmm. i think that's an important distinction to make as well because sometimes when people are dealing with anxiety and I know a lot of people are now, I feel like it's easy to then get hell bent on, I have to get rid of this, like this. Ang- like we, we then blame everything on anxiety and it's like my mm-hmm. life is shit because of anxiety and I'm missing out on things because of anxiety and I didn't do that because of anxiety and you know, mm-hmm. like anxiety gets blamed for absolutely every bit of it. And mm-hmm. I think it's important to say as someone that has gone through that being in that place it was the first thing I said when the doctor told me I had it I was like right mm-hmm. how do I get rid of this because I don't want it like you know I definitely need yeah. to sign up for this um mm-hmm. where I'm at now is I understand that it's actually a part of me it's how, mm-hmm. I, how I'm built you know and that mm-hmm. might sound a bit negative or like I've given into it but actually that reduced my anxiety massively because then I suddenly haven't got this big job to do of having to get rid of a mental health issue, which is actually an enormous task. And instead, I just made a decision and this brings it back to putting yourself back in a place of power. You know, we can't change the pandemic. We can't change life, you know, life yeah. has some shitty things about it. Yeah. Um, but we can change our perception. And that I think that has been my biggest um, superpower. And mm-hmm. my my biggest beacon of hope, because I know now it really doesn't matter what comes for me. I always have the power to shift my perception about what that means.
1: Exactly. And so
0: I choose to believe things like I have absolutely everything I need in order to overcome whatever's thrown at me. I'm choosing that as a belief. And in moments where I forget that, it's my job to bring myself back to back. that, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: That's, that's where I got to. I think mm-hmm. you know when I had that wobble last year, when I started to recognise, wow, like I am be I am drowning in thoughts and beliefs that feel like shit. Mm-hmm. So it was like, but what do you believe? Because you're listing all these things. I know that isn't what you really think, though. So bring yep. yourself back. What do you actually believe? And for someone watching, if you don't know what you believe, ask yourself what you would like to believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what would be yep. fun to believe because you know that big list you just made is, mm-hmm. is shit, right not, yeah and what makes like... you
1: feel good to believe you know what beliefs make you feel good yeah you know um yeah. it, as you were talking i was thinking back to the acceptance thing right um anxiety is one of those things that the first step is to accept it Accept that it's there Accept that you know, things happen the way they are. And then you give yourself back that power.
0: Yeah. What would you right? say to somebody who who finds it hard to accept? Because I know my belief was, if I accept it, then I'm saying it's okay. And if I'm saying it's okay, then I'm never gonna be free of it. So what would you say to anyone thinking that?
1: So what I would say is what I say to anybody that I tell to accept certain things. Saying you accept something does not necessarily mean you agree or it's okay, right? You're just accepting the facts of what's going on. Um, you're not agreeing with it. It's kind of like one of those things like, you know what? I have anxiety. It's there. Okay, anxiety. Let's just agree to disagree. You're here. I'm here. We got to live together. So let's not fight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right? i you. With mine it was like look you can stay for the ride but you can't sit in the front and you can't yeah sit just you
1: sit down and be quiet be and let me <laughs> let me run the show right, <laughs> right. Yeah. so it's one of those it's one of those types of acceptances it's not an acceptance to you know i i accept that you're here and i agree with you being here or i'm okay with you being here it's more of a factual thing where this is blue and no matter what we do, everybody's gonna walk in and see that it's blue. Yeah. And there's nothing we can do about that. So that is the first step actually to healing. And yeah. as you were saying before, Lily, um, how your um, mm. that part of you went from being an everyday thing or two, three times a day thing to happening just randomly. At, um, you know, once in the blue moon, now is what actually happens. You know, once you accept it and you start working on the mindset and working on yourself, you just see it slowly getting better and better and better. And, you know, at times it's just that random. I think I made a post sometime last year where I had one panic attack all year long, as opposed to having them two, three times a day at one point in my life. You know, I had one the entire year, and it was a bad year for all of us. So um, when you can get yourself to that point where you're not having them constantly anymore, then you know, because like I told um, Lily on the podcast that we did, it never really goes away completely. Mm -hmm. That's a reality that we all have to just face. You know, it's going to happen. It's a part of you, like, like you said, Lily, and at one point in your life especially if you're doing something new something you're not comfortable with something that you've you know you don't know what's gonna happen boom out of nowhere
0: yeah do you know so, what
1: well, mm-hmm, tell me
0: that um that is actually crucial because having the and i know there might be people that watch this or maybe they don't watch it but there are definitely people in the world who would disagree with that and they would say no i've absolutely completely obliterated my anxiety it's gone forever there are even (laughs) coaches selling programs saying if you work with me you'll never have it again i i think actually that might be their experience great but actually i think you're setting yourself up for a fall because then when something happens that causes you to feel anxious as human beings we have anxiety at our you know it's part of our emotional system right? mm-hmm. come to see me Bubba come on darling there we go she's back mm-hmm. um okay. you know as humans anxiety is one of the emotions that we have right we have an mm-hmm. entire array of emotions and anxiety is one of them I don't think that there's any way of getting rid of anything that's on that emotional guidance system and I mm-hmm. don't think we're supposed to like i think we're not supposed supposed to yeah i mean look at the world look at the way the world's created whether you believe Mm -hmm. in god or or whatever like what do you believe has created this world and then look at the way it's created it's absolutely amazing there Mm -hmm. is there is balance everywhere that you look right Mm -hmm. and there is purpose in every single thing in this world for Mm -hmm. example when you find stinging nettles, you also find a dock leaf.
1: So mm-hmm. there's the
0: thing that's going to sting you and the thing that's going to heal you all in the same yep. kind of bit of yep. bush, right? So right. I, think, I don't think it's about knocking, we're not supposed to scratch out any of those emotion, emotional guidance things. Like whoever created us or whatever created us would be like, how rude, you know, I've given you yeah. this entire yeah. And emotions.
1: Yeah, one of the tangible um, examples I like to use with what you're saying, Lily, is, if you're standing in front of a lion, I hope you have a bit of anxiety, a big a bit of anxiousness that pushes you to, you know, do whatever it is that you got to do so that you're not eaten. Yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. can you under can you believe it? Like, how yeah. would it look if you walked up to a lion and you were you had no fear, like? Yeah, you're done. How, how would that work? <laughs>
0: yeah. And this is the thing. And like, to be fair, just to like create some balance, like perhaps mm. some of the people that say they've got rid of anxiety, perhaps they mean they've got rid of the debilitating anxiety. Of right? course. And I'm sure some of them do mean that. But I think I put that pressure on
1: my Words matter. Yes. Wording yes. matters.
0: <laughs> and it meant that, you know, I felt, first of all, I felt like I had to get rid of it. So then mm-hmm. when I didn't get rid of it, every time it came back, it, it was like a massive surprise. Mm, yeah. And it was like, felt oh, crappy."
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: didn't see it coming. And because I didn't see it coming, I wasn't prepared. Whereas now, because I know that there's always a chance it could show up, mm-hmm. I have a toolbox of things that will help to support me if I need it, you know? Exactly. And You know, like last year when I had that wobble, it wasn't for nothing. We were in the middle of a global pandemic. My choir Mm -hmm. that I love and adore had to shut down. And Mm -hmm. one of my best friends in the world lost her life. Like, Mm -hmm. there was a lot going on.
1: Of course. And you were entitled to, to, you know, the wobble that you had.
0: But you know what was interesting is my initial reaction to feeling that was absolute just disgust and then shame and then i was saying to myself like how can you even call yourself a spiritual purpose coach because you're obviously not spiritual because you're struggling i mean
1: even though you knew that it would come back
0: exactly and you know it's so it's so important to recognize the absolute bullshit that your brain will start telling you when you get into that place and i think you know i wrote a little note earlier um which I just wrote down separation from truth because I think that's Mm -hmm. that's exactly what's happening in those moments I've Mm -hmm. even read I've even read I think it was in the book the power of now um by uh oh Eckhart Tolle is that how you say Mm -hmm. it um Mm -hmm. it says in there it even says in there a concept of it's almost like a separate entity. Like, and I love this, and this might not resonate with everyone, but I love this concept that we are love. We are, mm-hmm. are love at our source, right? Mm-hmm. We're made from love, we thrive in love and we can lead with love. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then this idea that anything that dark and heavy, like that you know those thoughts that drag you down, for me, seeing that as something separate from myself, has made it easier to get my head around because then I don't feel like it's a part of me. And even though I think that anxiety is part of who I am, it's uh, what I'm talking about is those horrible comments, like those horrible thoughts that run through my that mind. go
1: like, through your mind. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a separate thing. And the minute you see it as something separate,
1: mm-hmm. you can
0: then hold it from yourself, and then you can start to think, you know, I choose to separate myself from this i choose to bring myself back to what i'm made of and what i believe and it's coming back to that core truth and i think you know that's that's perhaps not something you'll be able to do in the moment of a panic attack but it's definitely something you can lean into when you're coming out of the other side and it's important to know that you will come out of the other side
1: yep and it's one of those things that if you practice it daily then maybe even during a panic attack, you'll remember to do it. Um, And also like you were saying with the um, separation of yourself from the negative thoughts, I see it not only as just looking at the horrible things um, as not being me, but also a way for me to be be able to analyze it, a way for me to be able to be fascinated by it. Because if I'm thinking that this is just me, 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 I'm I'm too connected, I'm too close to the issue to be able to understand what's going on. But if I'm able to disconnect it from me, I'm able to look at it and understand or at least try to research why these thoughts are coming to me in the first place. Because sometimes there is a reason. Sometimes there are your beliefs from, you know, even all the way down to childhood, you know, you have this default belief or you you had these values that were sent that were set for you, you know, and they might have not necessarily been bad values or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. Like your parents raised you perfectly; they're good people and everything. But what yeah. I'm saying is, what ha- what worked at that time for you might not work now. Yeah. You know what you needed, what your parents needed to instill in you as a child, may not be what you need. As a 40-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 25-year-old adult, you know? So yeah. you have to be able to disconnect yourself from those default beliefs. And the only way for you to do that is to disconnect yourself from that thought. And again, awareness is key.
0: Yeah. So that's gonna lead me on to a question. <clears throat> By the way, we've had a comment on Facebook, somebody's asking for your surname. So this is Stephanie Corridon on um, the yes. <laughs> podcast this this month as well or this week i should say as well mm-hmm. um, episodes out now so you can go and check that out but they also said it's a great chat so thank you very much, thank for you talking.
1: thank you um
0: so yeah so the question that i want to ask from that um mm-hmm. that's so true you know so much of our beliefs are actually not truly ours they are a lot of what we believe i would say probably 95 percent of what we believe was gifted to us through our experiences, Mm -hmm. through our teachings. And it's important to know that we can choose what to move forward with. And I think an important question to ask is, does this belief serve me? Does this belief help me to feel grounded and safe? Or does this belief make me feel unsafe and, you know, disconnected? So to anybody watching, because I think, you know, my experience, for example, I was brought up by Christian parents and brilliant, amazing parents at that. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of resistance then to, to maybe letting go of some of the things you were taught because it feels yep. a bit like you're disrespecting your parents. Yep. Yeah. So what would you what would you say to people like maybe other people with a religious background or other people that you know are on great terms with their parents and are thinking I don't want to disrespect them, and I don't Mm -hmm. know about that. Like, what
1: would you say to people if they're thinking that? It's funny that you say that, because as you were talking, I was thinking about that, that whole, um, you know, there might be, I don't want to call it a fear, but like that disconnect to where if I go, if I break with this belief, then am I being, you know, ungrateful, disrespectful, and so on and so forth. And the first question that I like to ask, and it's that same question that you just asked, but add that one word to it: Is this belief still serving me? Right. right. Love it. Because it was serving me. I am a hundred percent grateful to my parents because, like you, Lily, I had awesome parents. They did the best that they can with what they had in raising me. And I have zero things to say about, um, bad things to say about them. But at the same token, there are certain things that served me at the time but don't serve me anymore. So is that belief still serving me? And when you do that, you're giving yourself permission and thanking them for giving you that belief because it did serve you at the time, But now where you are and with the times that have changed and everything that has happened, do you still need that belief? And it's kind of a way of convincing yourself that you're not disrespectful or being ungrateful, but it is a way that serves you and helps you freely let go because you know that you're not doing it with any ulterior motives. You're doing it fully to serve yourself. And that's important as well.
0: Yeah and I would also add to that remember that your parents were also gifted their beliefs. Yep. And their parents gifted their beliefs and it goes down like absolute mm-hmm. timelines of generations. Mm-hmm. Of people. Um and so you know this is a this is a cool thing to talk about because actually we are, we have so many generations of fear like tapped in our bodies if you want to get into that conversation you know mm-hmm. of, of beliefs that have been the case for years and I, I i really believe that this generation like the people now that are rising up are all right take it down to daddy um the people now that are rising up are I mean, this is multitasking or what um People now that are rising up are here for that reason. I think it's mm-hmm. time to change some of those paradigms and to change some of those beliefs and to understand that, you know, actually that belief has not been serving us. And maybe there's another truth that we can align to. Exactly. So absolutely love that. I want to mm-hmm. ask another question. Um, Again, this is something it wasn't asked of me directly, but it was uh something that I saw on somebody's mm-hmm. this this week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... And it's com- I've had conversations around this this week as well in good old Clubhouse, which I keep plugging everywhere <laughs> I go because I love it. Um, but it's this, it's this conversation of having to deal with anxiety on your own. It's like anxiety or depression or like whatever your issue is can feel very, very isolating and it can feel very, very lonely. And mm-hmm. I know that when you're in that space, it can feel like you notice even more if people aren't reaching out to you. Like mm-hmm. that, that can become something that you know you make that into a big deal. Mm-hmm. I I had something earlier this week where I saw a comment that went along the lines of, um, you know, I, oh, I've really seen who my friends are now in mm-hmm. this because the ones who are my friends are the ones that reached out, and the ones that didn't are maybe not my friends anymore or aren't as close as we thought. Uh And I thought about that and I was like, but you know what? I haven't reached out to many people because I just haven't had the capacity to do that. Uh And that may seem like a bad thing, but I actually think it's been a great thing because Uh even though that might have felt isolating in the moment and you might be feeling a bit um, like abandoned by people Uh who thought had your back, Uh I Uh think what the last 12 months has shown so many people, is you actually had the power all along to pull yourself through this, even though it's hard. And I'm, I'm definitely not saying that we have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. That's what this whole podcast exists for, right? And that's why you do the work that you do and why so many of Of course, do. of course. Right, so you yeah. don't ever have to be on your own. You really mm-hmm. don't. But it, it's a very different energy, asking for help, knowing, that you can deal with it yourself and that the help is just going to enhance that. Mm-hmm. It's a very different energy to think I can't cope unless I have that coach, that book, that program, these friends, whatever. Like that to me is disempowering and then that feels more shit on top of what already felt like crap. So mm-hmm. I would love you to speak into that a little bit to anyone who's feeling that that loneliness and that that fact that maybe they've got to do this on their own and especially the people who are feeling like they can't. I'd love to
1: hear you speak on that. Sure. So two things on that. The first thing is um, that everybody is going through their own. So this speaks, first of all, this speaks to that post that you said. Everybody's going through their own thing. And just because somebody's not reaching out, just because somebody's not checking on you does not mean that they're not your friend. They're just going through it probably. They probably need somebody to check on them. So that's that's that. (laughs) But um, to speak to what you were saying about it being disempowering um, when you feel that you need somebody else, I tell potential clients all the time, I like to start my coaching packages with three months. And this comes from my therapies, my time doing therapy, my counseling, because I do not want people to be codependent. I want to give you the tools and I want to see you fly, right? Yeah. And that speaks to the same thing that you were just saying. It's one thing to have support on top of you helping yourself. And it's another thing to be codependent all the time, yeah. right? Don't get me wrong. Sometimes, people are in a certain situation where they have to get help in order to get out of it. That is 100%. We completely agree. I just told you just now, if you're in a part and you feel like your anxiety is to the point where it's driving you crazy, you maybe need to get help. That's That's a given, right? But you shouldn't feel like somebody has to check on you or somebody has to hold your hand in order to move forward. That's a whole other issue in and of itself that needs to be looked at as well. So I am in a hundred percent agreeance with you when you say um, it's empowering to know that you can support yourself and then you have people supporting you, Yeah. right? Um, It's kind of like, you know, I know how to do sales by myself, but then I'm going to get a sales rep now that I know how to do it. I can bring somebody on to do it for me type of thing. But until I know how to do it, I probably shouldn't get somebody to do it for me. Right? you know what? Yeah.
0: Yeah, this this just speaks to something I've been feeling for a long time, which is this word of collaboration. I feel Mm -hmm. like we're all here to collaborate. We are all Mm -hmm. here to co-create. There's Mm no such thing in my mind as the ones that were blessed with I don't know mm-hmm. a, a golden star who somehow have the answers and are gonna go around the, like saving the world and then there's the poor meek and mild people that didn't get a golden star mm-hmm. that just have to hope somebody takes pity mm-hmm. now i think if no. you're here on planet earth you have magic inside of you
1: of course to heal
0: yourself and to heal mm-hmm. others and collaboration uh-huh. is where it's at. And I think, uh-huh. you know, that's the that's what underpins everything I do now. And I really, that this is the message I want people to get, first uh-huh. and foremost. And, you know, what we were just talking about there, about that codependency, I actually learned that lesson, not through my anxiety, but uh-huh. through the online coaching space. Because I, in my early journey, and I still feel like I'm early in my journey, but in the early, early part of my journey, uh-huh. I was hiring coaches, buying programs from a place of, if I don't have that thing, I will fail. I can't
1: move forward. Yep.
0: I can't move forward, right? And and guess what? Every single one of those things that I bought from that energy did nothing. And not because the program was bad, but because I wasn't putting my magic in. And this is so key, everyone watching. Yep. yep. You always have something to bring to the table, no matter how hopeless you think you are. No matter Mm -hmm. how useless you feel, it's not true. You Mm -hmm. have magic to bring. And it's the two things together that create the results. Mm -hmm. So if you hire a coach, there is work for you to do as well. Anyone that's ever been in therapy will tell you that, right? You don't go to therapy and and they sprinkle fairy dust on you and then you skip out going, hooray, I'm healed. Like they pull you through the ringer and then they send you away with homework and then yep. like, work through that shit and then come back and see me next week, right?
1: Yep, and um, tell me how you feel. <laughs> tell me how you well, right? Yep, and,
0: and yep. Are okay, and you know, and mm-hmm. I, when I realized that, it allowed me to make empowered decisions because then I would still be tempted to buy a program, but then I would pause for a minute and I would go, "Wait, am I feeling like I need this program because?" I don't think I can do this on my own. Mm -hmm. Or am I recognizing that there's something in that program that's really going to marry brilliantly with the things I can already do and the Mm -hmm. knowledge that I already have? And I just think that that's true, whether you're in online business or not. It's it's universal truth. It's
1: it's true for everything. And like I said, even with coaching, like I like to give you the tools and let you go because if I have to be with you for you know years and years and years you need a new coach, There's must, there must be something that I'm not providing, or there must be somewhere we're not connecting, you know? Yeah. So that codependency, and, and people do that not just with coaching or whatever, they do it with friends, they do it with family, they always need that crutch, they always need somebody supporting them in their journey, and they don't realize that there's not much that person can do. I mean, there's as you were saying, and I don't know if you know this song, but there's a Christian song and um, there's a verse that says, you know, Jordan River I'm about to cross, my sister she'll be waiting there, but she can't help me cross. So that's that's the same thing, you know So that in and of itself, and it's the same thing for anxiety, it's a mental game. Nobody can reach into your mind and make it better. So it has to be something that you do for yourself. No matter how many stories, no matter how much hangout or checking up on you that happens, you still have to do the work. Yeah. So if you're not doing the work, it doesn't matter how much support you have. Nothing is going to change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And at any point you feel like you can't, then Mm -hmm. you can remind yourself that that's bollocks. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah yeah um, you're just
1: you're just telling yourself stuff
0: totally yeah <laughs> you're in a cycle right and you're you're ready to break out of that cycle the minute uh-huh. the minute you start to feel like oh it would be cool if or i wonder if like that's your sign from uh-huh. your soul that you've got this you can do it now set the intention go get the help that you need right take the medication if you need the medication go to the therapy if you need to go to the therapy exactly. but never from a place of feeling like i can't cope without this thing Mm -hmm. um i want to finish on a point that i've that i've written down two points actually i have a question for you and then i have a statement for everybody who's watching Mm -hmm. Um, i'm going to start with the statement and then i'm going to ask the question and let you wrap wrap this up sure so the statement i wrote down is let yourself have hope it's safe to hope even in the darkest moments that in this covid pandemic place right now I think so many people have become afraid of having hope or of having dreams or of wishing it could be better because they feel like they can't see how it's going to be better. And to me, that's what faith is. And I'm not speaking about faith from a religious context. If it if it resonates with you in a religious context, brilliant, run with that. But to me, faith is, and I've spoken about this so many times, but faith is, something that we all have access to, regardless of what you believe in, regardless of whether you think there's a God or, or a universe or what, uh-huh. right? When I pick up my pen to write with it, I have faith that the ink is going to come out. And hold oh, on, Leila. All right, darling, go to this. Louis's having uh-huh. some Doritos. Um, she doesn't <laughs> care that I'm dropping uh,
1: Now. <laughs> um, she has so faith that you're going to answer.
0: Exactly, but like, this is faith, right? You get in the car, you have faith the car's going to run. You you like the Uh device that you're watching this on right now, you're exercising faith that the device is going to let you watch this video. Uh Everyone has access to faith and faith is what's going to pull you through. So the question, therefore, that I'm posing for you, Stephanie, to answer is in your mind, how important is it to have faith? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my goodness it, wow you? yes it is <laughs> certainly definitely a hundred percent important to have faith and um, faith as you said lily is that piece um as you were talking just now what kept coming to my mind is decision right you make a decision to do certain things you make a decision to know that you can handle xyz and then you run with that and for me that's where that's it's the same thing as faith i decide that i can do this right and that's the faith that i have in myself so like you were saying if if you see faith as a religious thing as god like i do then go for it and if you have that faith within you that you're strong enough, you're powerful enough, you can do certain things for yourself, then that is all you need. You need to know that you can trust in yourself. And trusting in yourself is actually having faith in yourself. So yes, definitely faith is important. If you don't have that faith, if you have not made that decision, if you have, if you don't know why you want to do certain things, I would suggest you start there.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. to anyone sitting here thinking, well, I don't have faith, I'm going to call you on that and say, but you do, you you just might not be seeing it like that. And then again, I'll go back to my pen analogy, or like a remote control, if you pick up to watch TV, you're Mm -hmm. exercising faith in that moment that when you push the button, the right channels Mm -hmm. come on, right? You have faith. It's the same thing as confidence, right? So many Mm -hmm. people go, oh, I'm not a confident person. I don't have any confidence. It isn't true. When you make that statement, you're referring to a specific scenario.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Everybody is confident in something, even if you're confident that you're a hopeless case, right? That's still
1: confidence, (laughs) right? And so, yeah. And so just to pepper in something there, Lily, like I said, if you go find out what your why is, then you'll understand that you do have faith sometimes you think you don't have faith it's because you feel like you're going aimlessly so if you focus yourself on something specific a why why do you need to grow that business why do you need to make that money why do you need to love yourself more or work on your anxiety or work on your mindset then you'll realize that the faith is there yeah
0: absolutely and Mm -hmm. just to just to kind of bolt on the end I, my experience with faith, I was brought up Christian, like I said, right? So mm-hmm. faith was an everyday part of my life, I was always taught to believe that I was guided, that I was loved, that I was supported, mm-hmm. I could ask for help, right? I could pray, all of mm-hmm. that, and yet when I, when I was dealing with my anxiety and I didn't know that that's what it was, and I lost my voice, as a singer, like that's not what you want, uh-uh. I lost all of my faith, I lost all of my confidence, I completely lost my whole identity. Mm-hmm. and it was because i had unwittingly attached all of my self-worth to my ability to sing, to sing. So in the in, yep. at the end of the day i thought that i that i thought that i was um valuable because i had that gift so when that mm-hmm. gift got taken away i felt not valuable anymore i felt not mm-hmm. important i felt like i literally felt what is the point of my life if i can't sing there's there mm-hmm. no point and i think so many people are in that mindset when life throws them a curve ball, right? People yep. have accidents, they get sick, they their partners leave them, whatever it may be, and they suddenly go, oh my God, everything that I thought was me is now gone. And I did lose my faith in that moment. And you know what though? That even when I thought I'd lost my faith, there was this inner truth, this inner knowing that I got to have faith, Right. So then I embarked on a mission and was like, well, then I'm going to go find it. Right. If I've lost yep. it, I'll find it. And I literally tried everything. It was like, I was like, I'll try anything. Like I'll be a Jew, mm-hmm. I'll be a Buddha, like whatever. You know, And that's,
1: and that's such a good um, picture that you just drew on that default belief, because we were talking about it no longer serving us, but that was quite a great example of how it still served you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly that. Mm-hmm. So often what we think is true actually isn't true, right? Exactly. I heard a saying once, I think Marie Folio said it, which was, you have a mind, but you're not your mind, right? And You're not your mind. Yep. Yeah. like The things that we think, they might feel very, very true and very, very real, but mm-hmm. that isn't who you are. And that isn't the only version of the truth, right? So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, I think we've, uh, I think we've answered the question, faith is pretty important. But yes. <laughs> anyone's to watch or listen to this and go oh but I don't I'm not religious so therefore I'm a lost case I don't believe in that I just I don't believe in that find something no. that feels like truth to you and believe it and, and run it, with and that bam yeah yep. like e- even if it's like watching reruns of friends right mm-hmm. <laughs> I had this on a podcast the other day the guy was like oh my god friends I love friends it brought him to a happy place a nostalgic yep. place and it allowed him to laugh and have hope, right? If that's what you put your faith in, put your faith in that and get whatever that back ritual to is.
1: Steph. Yes.
0: Yep. Oh, I love it. It's been such mm-hmm. a great conversation. It's been Likewise. so fun to have you back on.
1: Yes, um, I thank love you it. To
0: everybody that was watching. Uh if you're watching this on the replay, you can still comment below. If you put hashtag replay, tag Stephanie, Stephanie Corridon, or me, yep. Badcock, in the comments. We'll come back in and answer them for you. Absolutely. Stephanie, mm-hmm. do you want to just let any, if, if you've got anything going on at the moment that
1: people might want to know about, or is there somewhere they can reach you if they want to know? Yeah, more? of course. So, um, on my page, first of all, and that's Stephanie Z. Corradin on Facebook. And if you go to Stephanie Corradin.com, you can actually schedule a free complimentary coffee chat with me for 30 minutes, where we can talk about anything that you need, um, any tools that I have going on and, um, on, um, LinkedIn, if you go to Luxie Mindset, there is a eight tips. I believe it's eight tips or seven tips to anxiety, to handling anxiety in the moment. So there's that. Amazing.
0: (laughs) There you go. See, we told you you're never on your own. So you're never on
1: your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: definitely. Get in touch with Stephanie if you would like to take her up on that amazing offer. And also Mm -hmm. let me just bolt on to the end. This is quite an exciting announcement. But I have just put together a one-to-one coaching package that I'm going to be selling. And at the moment, I've only got six spaces available. If mm-hmm. it's hot, glow, and more people want it, then there's scope to maybe add more in. Mm-hmm. If you would like to coach with me one-to-one over a three-month period, I have some insane bonuses, one of which is my Mindset Breakthrough boot camp. So if you like the mindset stuff, then get involved. Uh, shoot me a d- DM. I can't even speak. and I will send you all of the information there. Stephanie, thank you so much once again for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Lily.
0: And thank you everyone for watching. Thank you, Instagram. Instagram, I feel like I was ignoring you a little bit there, but hopefully you got a lot out of this as well. If you want to see the spanky video with the banners and the things going across the bottom and the logos and all of that, then go to my Facebook page or to the YouTube channel. Um, but I will share it across the Instagram TV in a couple of days as well and of course you can all subscribe to the podcast and get the audio there as well fabulous thank you for watching I'm gonna say goodbye to Instagram see you later there we go Instagram is gone and I'm gonna say goodbye to Facebook and to YouTube thanks for
1: watching I'll be back again Bye. next sending lots of love <laughs>